you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosaski. Today's guest is Jonathan Mangum. Jonathan is Wayne Brady's co-host on CBS's Let's Make a Deal. Jonathan's been a series regular on Wayne's The Wayne Brady Show, Whose Line Is It Anyway, The Drew Carey Show, Comedy Central's The Strip Mall, and Drew Carey's Improvaganza. He's performed at Carnegie Hall and does several yearly performances in Vegas, but really, he's just a funny man who's been working steadily for many, many years. Tune in if you want to know the secret to getting on Whose Line Is It Anyway. This is a good one. I'll catch you on the other side. Um, when I think about 92, dude, 92, 92, 92, 92. Stop. You know? And I also think about, like, all the people that we know that have, like, we're still in the fuck, we're in the game. Yeah. There have been many dropouts. So many dropouts yeah. and people that have booked out to, uh, back to the city. People that... I will just admit now, I know people that were, were plenty more talented than I was that backed out. They just, you, have to, you have to be able to hate yourself so much <laughs> that you put up with this crap. Do you, is it, I, I understand what you're saying, and I also think what you do is you just don't even weigh that out anymore. Yeah. You know, whether you hate yourself or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think about it, like, the best thing that you can do, I guess in anything, is to go, I'm just doing this. I'm just going to yeah, fucking do it. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. And the people that are doing, the people that booked out, they're not any less than I am. You know, they're not any less right. than I am. What Absolutely. they've done is they've gone, I don't want to do that. Or I want to do this. See, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's, I don't want to do that. I think it's, I, I want to do this. Oh yeah. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that makes a lot of sense. Because you can't just go, I don't want to do this and then float. Well, in some cases, I know people that like, oh, I have a kid now. I, I literally can't do this. I well, have but, to go but, back. But the thing is, like, I have a kid now, and I want to do that. That's what they're doing. They're yeah. saying, I want a kid. I have a kid now, and I want to do that. Choosing to have the kid. Because it, it, I was talking to someone. I can't remember who it was. But it was like this. It was, um, it was it, when they didn't, when they auditioned for something, and someone else got it. It's not that they didn't get it. It's that someone else got it. That's a good way to look at it. And when you look at it that way, for me, I feel like when I look at it that way, what ends up happening is I go, yeah, there's one out there for me. Yeah. There's one out there for me. Yep. And when I read on Facebook all these people that are going, woe is me, I can't get work. I'm like, fuck all that, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have, do you have, uh, are, do you have people support, do you have people around you that are, um, do, you, do you surround yourself with, that, with positive people? Um, or do you suffer fools? You know, my, my, my kids are 9 and 11, two boys. They're, they're constantly like, Dad, what are you doing? You can't act. Why are you, why are you continuing with this? Please, right. please get a new kind of job. <laughs> um, no, everyone around me is great. I mean, I've been so lucky that in some way or the other, if it was commercials or on the road or in Vegas for a couple, I've always been able to, to work. I've never, had, I've never had a down period. So I've been incredibly lucky to just keep doing this. I mean, it's been different things, and it's not always what panicked? I want to do. But, but have you ever panicked? Have you ever gone, oh, my God, I'm not going to work? Or have you ever gone, oh, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? All, all the time. Is it a panic? It's, um, I mean, you, you start to trust yourself, going, well, I've kept doing this. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on this game show now, which is great. Right. My contract is up in a month. Right. Uh, I'm assuming the show will come back. I'm assuming that I'll come back, right. but I might not. I have right. a house. I have two kids. They're both in private school. I have a car. I mean, it's like I, I could easily go to zero 
in three weeks from now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, but you've never done that. I've never done it. So part of me goes, just trust yourself because you always figure it out. But, exactly. Uh, but is, is it that you always figure it out or does it always work out? I'm, I'm, I, as, you, as you can tell, I kind of like parse these words. And, absolutely. And, and parse these words only because they, these are the words that I'm going to use in my inventory about myself. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the word panic, and I get it, but panic is, God, when, when, when have you panicked? <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, the, <laughs> the whole memory since 92 of, of living here, it feels like a panic, even though I've been... But there's never been a time where it's like, oh my God, we're, are, the car's going off the edge of the cliff. No. That's a panic. That is a panic. But and no, no, the car's never gone off the edge of the cliff, but I constantly imagine not only the car going off the cliff, but going off the building and out the window and catching on fire and Satan pulling it into the earth. <laughs> so it's like your brain shoots forward. It just makes life horrible for you. Right. And those are the times that you want to go, all right, I'm going to stop the brain right now. And it takes half a lifetime to learn that shit. Clearly. <laughs> and uh, that is absolutely it. And I just had a conversation with my therapist. I go to therapy and it's, and it's, it's not like, oh my God, it, it's one along the lines of, it's maintenance. And it just, he, he and I talk about, uh, we talk, what the last conversation was really about, can you believe those Republican debates? That's what it was about. Like, what the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with me? But my, he, he charges so little that it's like, I'm going to deal with that. So it's that idea of, uh, oh, what the fuck are we just talking about? Um, panic and... Um, panic and... Uh, 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 instead of, you said instead of me figuring out, is it things work out? So you're saying it's not really my control. Is no. What you were oh, oh, this is it. This is what I was going to say. Is... Is the moment that you realize that it that what it what is in your control is the way that you think about it, the easier that shit comes out. If yeah. you go, okay, so you're saying, and then you fall off the cliff, and then the bugs eat you, and then the earth swallows you up, and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's go back. The earth is not going to swallow me up. The bugs are not going to eat me. I'm not going to catch fire. I'm not it's like, and yeah. then you go back to this, going, what am I worried about? Oh, that I'm not going to get a job that I've always got. I'm not going <laughs> to get. I'm not going to work even though I've always worked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I went to an audition one time, and I, you know, you have the sign-in sheet. Everyone has to sign in, and I looked uh, where to sign in, and just above me, someone had signed in a the most beautiful signature I've ever seen. So, so much so that I noticed it, like what? And it wasn't calligraphy, but it was some. It was just like, this is an ep. And I turned around, and I go, who's that? Whatever's name, John. Who's John? Whatever. Who who is this? What? And I go, so that's me. I go, dude, I, your signature is amazing. And he goes, thanks. It's the only thing I can control. Oh! And I was just like, what? Oh my God. It. Yeah. <laughs> He's right. I think he just learned the signature just to drop that bomb on people when they asked. <laughs> it's the only thing I control. What is the only thing I can control? The only thing that I can. That's a really good question. What's the only thing that I can control? I think the only thing that I can control is the way that I look at things. That's the only thing that I can control. Okay. And are you controlling it, or, or is that a sum of all your experiences that's giving you that perception? Can you really control it? I, I can control what I think. Okay. Uh, I, I, sometimes I do it after the fact, where I go, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm jumping out the window, I'm catching fire. It's like, what has happened? <laughs> I don't think that. I'm not going to think that. I'm going to think, oh, there's coffee brewing. There's a cat that is ignoring me that apparently someone thinks that, uh, that she loves me, mm -hmm. that cat. Um, and it's like, okay, all right, that's it. And then to come back to here. But I think that one of the things that uh, allows us to keep moving forward through this world 
is that ability to go, oh, I'm not going to go into that shame spiral, shame spiral or that panic spiral. I mean, really, we use words like panic and horrible. It was horrible. Like, what's horrible? Like, yeah. what have I seen that's really horrible? Yeah. I saw a car accident and I saw somebody die. That was horrible. And when that's the, when that's the, uh, when that's the standard, that's the marker, mm-hmm. then you get to compare that, everything to that. Yeah. The line at, at pavilions, not so horrible. Yeah. It's, it's a line. It's called a line. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a line. It's a line. It's just a line. And uh, what would be horrible is if I shit myself while I was in that line. Yeah. That would be horrible. That would be horrible. And even that wouldn't be as horrible as other things. No. And actually... If everyone shit themselves at the same time. Oh, my that'd God. That'd actually be great because you'd have empathy for everyone. That would be a fantastic line. Oh, my God. That really is a good idea. So instead of doing, uh, like, getting a bunch of people together and do Lollapalooza, you can go go do Lollapooza. 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 Where everybody goes to El Camino. I don't know why. That's a city, right? And they go Somewhere. to a field, yeah. and they just poop themselves. Just poop in your pants. And you go, I, f- I know what you're feeling, man. It's cool. I know. It's cool. As bad it's... as things get, we're all in the same boat. And then everyone but the leader goes, we actually did poop. <laughs> <laughs> but you drove to the desert. <laughs> yeah, but we just, we saw you do it. and <laughs> like, oh, he did it. You, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I just love poop stories so oh, much. Yeah. I love them so much. They're great. And they're really great because ultimately they are ultimately that the, the, the equalizer, that that thing where you go, Oh, we all everyone poops. Everyone yeah. Yeah. That's the the name of the book isn't everybody poops. Right. It's everyone poops. Everyone. Wouldn't you think that somebody would say, Look, Stephanie, I don't know if that's your name. Um it's a body, it's a book about bodies and pooping. Everybody poops. Everybody poops? I wonder if there's a fight about that. Hmm. You know? Fight about that. All poop. All poop. It's like an all swim. Yeah. All swim. <laughs> all swim. All swim. I was just in Florida and my dad, my oh, you're you're not a Florida person, but you did go to Orlando. Yeah, well that's where I, I started the whole improv. Journey. Can you believe Sack now? Huh? Can you believe how big Sack is? Have you seen it? Are you aware of what's going on there? Not really? I mean, I know it's gone through phases and up and down, but it's gorgeous. I was down it? there a couple of years ago, and then they renovated again. But it's like it's like substantial. I saw a photograph of uh, of someone on stage, and they're showing the audience, and it looks like your audience, except without the costumes. But it's that it, it's it's there's a lot of fucking people there. Yeah. Jonathan, I can't believe how things have changed. Yeah, you know, and yeah. da- uh, David, Dave Russell, Dave Russell, right? yeah. Dave Russell's still down there. Uh, He's I, amazing. It really is amazing, yeah. but it's one of those things where you go, you have an idea? But he got it from somebody else, didn't he? He, he took over. Didn't Dave take over from somebody no, else? No, Dave was, Dave was one of the founders of SAC. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, Russell. and Were uh, you there at the beginning? I was No, but I was there probably about three years after the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I came in a little bit later after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was such a great, I mean, we were doing 13 shows a week. I saw that. 200 I, people. And it was not even tourists. It was just locals, high school, college kids would come in. Because they're, unlike L.A. where there's a billion shows, improv shows going on, that, that was it. And so it just became this destination for kids. And it was such a great training just to do that many shows a week, year after year. It was amazing. Look at what that does to your confidence. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the way that you look at the world, too. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you could probably, you look at that and you go, oh, I could do that. Yeah. Whatever it is, that you, I could do that. Yeah. 
What was the one thing that you, you, you took away from that? Was it that or was it, you know, was, um, it, your, was it your voice, you know, an artistic voice? You know, I, I wasn't even, I, I think it was just the, and I had started shortly before that with comedy sports and it was the same kind of way. It was like, I was not ready to go on stage. I did and some... they put you on stage. Right. And you do it and you suck right. in front of people who paid money and you get that out of the way and you do it over and over and over again. And then after two years of being horrible, you just start to get better at it. You know what I mean? You start to get so, better. So I was at never it. ready. I was I wasn't ready to go on stage. I took a class, and now I'm in a show. People <laughs> paid eleven dollars. Like what? Do what? an impression of what are you talking? <laughs> and it says so much about about the word ready and yeah. preparation, and what your concept of ready is, and what somebody else's confident concept of ready is, and also for you to go, I, I'm trusting that you know what the fuck is going on. Yes. And the first moment that you're... So you... But you start... You were doing theater before that. You did you did comedy sports. Did you do something before comedy sports? No, no, I didn't. I, I had gone to college for engineering, and I didn't like it. And oh, then my I did God. The, did you get a degree in engineering? No, in psychology eventually, but... Um, Has that helped? Uh, no. It, it was... Do you ever use it? No. no I mean, yeah, and, 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 you know... Someone might try to argue, well, psychology is the study of human behavior, and when you're doing a character, you know, no. Oh, God, no. These were classes of 150 people, and it was like, here's the four stages that a kid goes through as they learn bullshit. And then you go, <laughs> okay, come in and take the multiple choice test, and you do that for two years, and then you get a degree. It's, it's, I, I haven't used it at all. Um, but I felt like, for my parents, and for my, they wanted to see that I had a college degree, because right. that's the whole focus your whole life. You know, you're going to college, you're going to get a degree. Did so, they go to college? Uh, yeah, they, uh, yes. My de- yeah, both, actually, both of them did, yeah. So um, that was just kind of a side thing. My real education was the, was the SAC Theater in Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah. Boy, then the support group of the people and, and, and how that fucking changed your life. Yeah. And here's another thing. It didn't just change your life. It changed other people's lives, too. Absolutely, yeah. That, the, the core group that I did the shows with there, you know most of them, yeah. all moved out here in 95-ish right. together. <clears throat> and, um, you know... We, Everyone's been having their own great degree of success. I love, you know, looking at Claire Sarah, yeah. looking at what, what, you know, the movie that she did. Um, but it's also, you guys are so fucking nice. Oh. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Fuck you. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, I look at, I look at Dave and I look at Joel, uh, Joel, Mc, Joel McCrary. McCrary, yeah. McCrary, Joel McCrary. And I, when I think about those people, this feeling comes over me of, oh, I'd like to bump into him. Yeah. You know? It's, you know, it's part of the yes and thing, too. It's just, you know, I, it, it didn't feel like there was a lot of competition in Orlando, even though there, there kind of was. It was kind of a safe thing. And I'm, I'm imagining Chicago, you know, the second city. Oh, I want to get to I mean, I can imagine it was probably a little tougher. I never felt it. Never other felt people, it? Okay. Other people did. Right. Because, and, and the reason that I, did, I, that I never felt it was this. I, I never saw myself doing it. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I never yeah. saw myself as like, one day I'm going to make it to amazing stage. Because the moment that you do that, then your competitive, then your competitive edge comes in. Yeah. Your, com- your competitive craziness comes in, the mishgas of like, but if you don't, if you go, I'm just here right now. That's all. I'm just in this just class here. right now. And I always felt like if it ended in that level one class, that's it. Yeah. I loved it. Right, right. That makes sense. So... I left there with a great group of people. Mm-hmm. You left there with a great group of people. So it really is a testament 
to the concept of not of not comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. What's there's a phrase. Uh, uh, oh, it's something something comp oh, compare and despair. Compare and despair. Yeah, yeah. Compare That's and it. despair. Yeah. Compare and despair. That's so true. Yeah. And did you do it out here? Uh, compare and despair. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. Me too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 I mean. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, compare and despair. It's tough. I mean, it's it's. And then you let it go. And then you fucking let it go. Yeah, and I don't. I don't believe that it ever really serves anybody. There are there are places where, um, not compare and despair, but but where aggression and non teamwork have a role in certain kinds of improv, especially like whose line and places like this, where it you need to be aggressive. Right. You have a window of point two seconds to jump out like a screaming dog, or someone else will eat you. I mean, right. that, there's That's a place like for that. Yeah, it's sort of like watching the Republicans, Republican debates. Absolutely. And to watch those people like uh, Walker uh, disappear and Ben Carson disappear. Yeah. And they're disappearing because all these other people are essentially auditioning for Who's Line. Yeah. And that show, and I believe, I believe that, I auditioned for that show three or four times. And I remember asking my agent, like, oh, there's another audition. And my agent called me back and said, they know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. Oh I, oh, I get that. Um, sometimes people say, hey, how, how do you get on Who's Line? What's, what was the secret of getting on Who's Line? I go, it's really, really easy, man. You just do improv for 20 years every weekend of your life. You audition four times and get turned down. And you become best friends with the star of the show. <laughs> when all those three, just those three things will get you on Who's Line. <laughs> Worked for me. Right. But, yeah. you, but again, y'all, like high tide raises all boats, whatever that phrase is, yeah. you know? And, and so for me, I look at the success of my friends as, having, as me being directly connected to that. Sure. Um, their success is, is my success. Yeah. And even though their paycheck is not my paycheck, um, I get to go, oh, okay, fine. So right now, you look at Colbert and what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like what? Did you know him? I didn't. I didn't. But I know that you knew him. I know my, my friend Jeff Rosenthal was pals with. Him. So I, I know all a lot of people that knew him. And um, I mean, I, I thought he was hilarious on Exit Fifty Seven. That's the first time I saw him. I was like, well, this guy, right? Has got it. Uh, yeah. And don't yeah. look at somebody and go. This guy got it. Yeah. Wayne. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Where you go? Never a doubt. That yep. fucker never had a doubt. Yep. He never had a doubt. <laughs> nope. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, who else never had a doubt that you looked at that we've worked with? Who else? That, uh, well, Colin. Colin, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of people that I knew before they became famous, and then Colin Mockery. Uh Yeah, but you look at somebody and go, never a doubt. Yeah. And if there was a doubt, you didn't show. Yeah. And Although you know, there, and, and there have been people where I go, oh, this guy, and then nothing. You know what I mean? That oh, happens. I totally know what you yeah. mean. There's a couple guys. There was a guy at Second City. Everyone was like, "Oh, that guy's gonna make it. He's gonna fucking make it. He's gonna make it. That yeah. guy's gonna make it. He's gonna make it." What do you mean he's working at the Gap? Yeah. Maybe he's happy. I don't know. He could be happy at yeah. the Gap. Yeah. You know, you go, "Oh no, really?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face is so like absolutely like, oh, oh God. God. I had uh, somebody say to me once, and it was really, it was, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, they said this to me, whatever happened to your career? <laughs> okay. And it was a big mocker at Second City, and we were having a conversation. It's like, what did you just say to me? What did you just say to me? And I felt like, wow. And when somebody does that, yeah. there's two things that, well, there's a myriad of things that happen. 
One is you go, what did happen to it? <laughs> <laughs> if you find out, can you tell me? Exactly. And another one is, who are you yeah. to tell me that? Why? And I don't want to get too I don't want to get too 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 political about it because I'm past that now, but I remember that shock coming over me where it's one of the things that where somebody suddenly says something and your entire body like loses its blood. Mm. You know that feeling of you're <laughs> yeah. going, what just happened? Yeah. Where you look you can't find your credit card. It's that feeling where yeah. it's like it's a bainy feeling. Yeah. Plus, a question like that does not want an answer. A question like that came from an agenda because if you are any kind of social person and you're not a moron, you you know there are ways to ask and find. And so, just asking that had something to do with that person, for some reason, wanting something from you or reaction or gel. There was something going on. Well, there's something going on. I mean, there was something going on, and it was a it was it was one of those things where you again, but that. Is, was such a shock to the system. And the lesson there for me was, again, I go back to this, what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. What my career is, is what my career is. Yeah. And, and we go back to the people that we were talking about earlier who just, who've gone back to wherever they mm-hmm. went back to. And, and they're at peace with that. Yeah. And I can't look at that and say, oh, I pity you. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, they, they yeah. Um, because they don't want my pity. And I don't want to... Pity? Yeah. That's a weird emotion. Yeah. Pity. You're, you're, you're judging them on, your, on standards that would work for you in your situation. So it's completely in- incompatible. It doesn't and, even make sense. And it also goes back to compare despair. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't... Like, do you want somebody doing that to you? Yeah. And to look at that and to go, okay, all right. What do I have? This is what I have. I have this right now. There's also somebody who goes, yeah, at least we're not the Syrian refugees on a boat landing. It's like, you know what? I can't compare myself to that either. Yeah. I can't bring that into my life either. Well, also, it's on all levels. I mean, someone was telling me a story. I don't remember who it was, but they were working with Jason Alexander, and he was on Seinfeld. And this was during Seinfeld, and he was up for a movie, and he didn't get it. And he was devastated, pissed off, and angry. And it was like, oh, okay. Every level has that shit. Every, every level, level. Every level. Yeah. He was pissed off and angry. And felt probably felt worse. You know, it's just, God, what? No, he wanted this movie part. He didn't get it. I know, I know that feeling. But I also know that when you start looking at our business as business, you, can, you will get upset, but you'll get less upset because you, you also think, what will that get me? What will that rage fucking get me? Mm-hmm. I did not get that. That went to somebody else. Yeah. And what will that now? Did they lie to you? Did they take money from you? Did they do, did they did they burn your house down? They didn't do any of that stuff. But I also get the idea of like, because this happened to me too. Somebody said we're putting you in the movie. Got to be in the movie. You audition for the movie. It's a great movie. You're gonna do it. And then you didn't. Then the phone doesn't ring. And then you the then you hear that they gave it to somebody else. Okay. All right. Now I get it. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. Where I was for years. I was pissed off. <laughs> for and years. you may know the person. I will talk oh. about other. But for years I was pissed off. It's like, wow. And then talking to the director writer, she went, I felt so bad about that. I really dropped the ball. I should have told you. And she came to me. I never came to her. She came to me saying, I think we have to talk about something. And it was like, what a fucking great thing. Yeah. She could have done it a year earlier, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like why? But I by by that time I was like, I was fine with it. I was Totally fine with it yeah. because people go. I, I don't know how you do it out here, and you audition so much, and it's it's about the rejection. And I, 
you know, it's, I don't even know if it's the rejection. I think it's more about the time and effort that you put into something. And in order for you to spend hours on an audition and prepare yourself, you have to believe that you're going to get it and that you can do it. Right. And so you psych yourself up and you get into it and you spend time and energy and effort and you put off other things and cancel it and work on this and right. then you go in and then you don't get it. And it's like, ah, you know, four hours of work or it's just, it feels like but it's wasted. part of But it's part of what it is that we do. You know, it's kind of like that's the yeah. job description. I mean, I agree 100%. I'm just saying the feeling comes from that right. more from me than, than the other way. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it is that where you go, where you do audition. Washing the dishes is part of making dinner. Yes. Yeah. You know, and you can say, yeah, cutting up the carrots is really important, but washing the dishes is also part of it too. So where we want, where we go, oh, I, I have this audition, I have to do this. Like, I love, uh, there was a woman, uh, Jay Elaine Marcos was here, and she's a Broadway actress, and she's a friend of, and she knows this woman uh, who's a dear friend of mine, Jackie Hoffman, who just happens to be, my dad gave me this. It's like, hey, son, I think you want this. So Jackie's this, she's a oh. Broadway actress, and... Um, what she said that she was sitting in on auditions, you know, helping the casting director. Jackie came in. She did her business. She wasn't right. Everybody knew she wasn't right, but she did it and she left and she was, ha you know, that's what she did. If you could make the audition the performance, if you can convince yourself that you are pre you are preparing for a show and that show is the audition, then uh, that makes. There's a guy. Uh, do you know Jack Plotnick at all? Yeah. Um, he's a, he's an actor and he. Uh, also teaches, but he teaches this very positive way of looking at it. Yeah. And, uh, so if you can, if you can convince yourself that that's what it is uh, ahead of time, it's it's much easier. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's going in there, and again, it's replacing ambition with gratefulness. The yeah. idea that I, this is what I have, and yeah. I'm really overjoyed to have this. And even though, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Because probably, with, I mean, it is this way with me. I don't know if it is this way with you. If someone says, "Hey, we're going to do a show. We're going to do a show." You get excited. You're like, "Oh, great! An audience, and I'm doing a show." You know, if you can bring that to an audition and and forget about the other stuff, then you're just, hey, I got people and I'm I'm performing. And I, this is what I love doing. Right. So. I'm just smiling because I just I remember the Mr. Show audition scene. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh my God. Check that one out. Oh my God. David Cross comes in yeah. and he has an audition and it's Dino. Do you know Dino Stamatopoulos? I know of him. Okay, so Dino and Odenkirk are sitting at the table. And it's like, it's whoever did the set did a perfect set right. of North Hollywood audition place. <laughs> and it's like, so he's auditioning. He pulls it, it's, he pulls it, he says, okay, I'm audition. Uh, it's from a piece called The Audition. And they went, oh, that's really funny. And he uh, starts out and he goes, um, can I use this chair? And they went, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, 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 that's part of the audition. <laughs> and the whole thing was a who's on first thing. And it is oh. one of these things that you go, that's the perfect sketch. That's, That's the perfect sketch. And if you have a chance to see it, you should see it. I, will, because, I, I think I've seen it. It's just been so long since I've, I have to go back and watch that. And it, but it's, again, I go, because and, and, Dino was on the podcast, and I said, how did, he said, we were just kind of fucking around, and we, and we came up with that. And you go, look at the world that we live in of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, so you're doing how many? Uh, 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 Let's make a deal. We, make we deal. do. Uh, we used to do two a day. Now we're doing three a day. Right. But, and then the brilliant thing that just makes this job the cakeiest thing of all is because we're doing three a day. We do a whole year's worth of shows in four months now. Right. So I have eight months to do other things in four. You months were in Mexico. 
Nope. No, you were in. Where were you? Where were you? You said I can't do this. Oh, you're changing topics. Wait, wait, but you, you were just, in Mexico. Weren't you just on vacation or something like that? Um, uh, I tour around with Wayne a lot. We were in um, Seattle doing shows at maybe the Tulalip. Maybe that's maybe because uh, I've been in casino. Uh, okay, I thought you were just out of town um, recently. I, well, that was the last out of town. Oh, oh, I was in Chicago for a bit. Doesn't matter. Uh, oh wait. Where the fuck were you? I thought I, I thought that on an email we were doing something. Um, so I'm just thinking that all that time that you have, you're able to go off and do these other yes. fucking things. Yes, it's amazing. I mean, Wayne and I, we tour. We do a two-person see. That's another show. thing. How can you say that you're, you know, the idea of you not getting, you're doing, you, you, your, your career runs deep. Mine does too. Right. Where I go, okay, there's that. And there's also this. It's not there's that, but there's also this. There's that, and there's, and this, there's this, and there's this. And the more, and you know what it is. You know what it is that you do over there. Yeah. And you know the expectations of that. Yep. You know that it's, there's fun in it, mm-hmm. but it's also, it, there's fun in it, and there's also a job. Mm-hmm. And there are expectations about that. Yeah. And you also, was it hard when you first got there to go, this is the persona? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, part of it was, after Wayne got it, they said, well, who do you want as, as the announcer? And they go, well, I want Jonathan. I never announced anything in my life. I'm, I'm still not good at it. I mean, it's, I don't have that voice, like the Jonathan Cook voice. Or right. Oh I don't have God. that. So I'm just kind of like, hey, it's new car. Uh, so, a new uh, car, yeah. And so I didn't know how to say it. Because, so actually, the first take, I remember like back in the pilot, I'm like, well, I'm just going to play this real honest. Okay, so there's a car. Uh, it's a new uh, Fiesta. It's got uh, four doors. The engine goes from, like, whoa, no, 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 you can't do that. And I'm like, okay. What do you, they, they make it like an announcer. So I did an impression of an announcer that, you know, if I was doing a comedy sketch, I'm right. like, it's a new car. There's blah, 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 blah. They're like, great, yeah, do that. I'm like, uh, okay. So that's, that's what that is. <laughs> that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, that is what that is. <laughs> I don't know why they, they he has to sound that way, but that's that's what announcers sound like. So they're like, if you don't have, do that, they're like, hey, sound like these other guys. All right, okay. And I love the idea of the, the Jonathan Cook because boy, Jonathan's got those pipes. Oh man, he has those pipes. Yeah. And uh, looking at because uh, all these people that you mentioned that was on the podcast, it really is the thing about that is every once in a while I'll go uh, and look at the metrics, like who 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 people have downloaded most. Right. And he's always in the top five. Cook, really? Wow. 280 people. Wow. And you go, I wonder if they think that he might be somebody else. Or he just sounds not... When you hear people with a good voice talking, right. you don't care what they're saying. No, you don't. I just don't. want to hear that butter, baby. <laughs> that's, that's Guinness beer and butter. You know exactly. Exactly. You go, <laughs> it's like, I can listen yeah. to that. Can you just yeah. growl at me? Yeah. No. No, I look at like Jonathan, and Jonathan is very specific. And yep. he told me about his life, and like he lives, he lives, he has his mic, he he has a studio in his place, and he never goes anywhere, mm-hmm. except to Hawaii. I don't know that he does that anymore. No, I mean for a while he had he right. To he was going to Hawaii, <laughs> and he had a really cool apartment on the corner of Hollywood and Vine in that one. I, yeah, were you there? Well, um, Drew Carey rented an apartment up there while Jonathan Cook was down the hall. While Drew's house is being fixed, and so I went over there and played Risk a couple times with Drew, uh-huh. and uh, got to see the just amazingly beautiful, right above Katsuya. 
Right, right yeah. exactly. Katsuya, where you walk in and they go, hey, buddy, and everybody knows your name. <laughs> Katsuya. <laughs> I could not live. Where did you live when you first moved here? Uh, I lived off Dickens, which is right off of Ventura in the Valley in Sherman Oaks. Oh, so you've always been on the other side. Yeah, I've always been on the other side. It, it feels right to me. It just, I grew up in the South, and it, I grew up in that kind of, and so th- this, this side feels more like, New York to me. I mean, it's not New York at all, but it right, just feels more like city, East Coast, and then the Valley feels more like the South to me. I don't know why. I totally get it. You know? I totally get yeah. it. Um, I More because, space, I guess, maybe. It just feels bigger. But it's also, I wonder if there's something, uh, because for me, what I love about living here, this area specifically, is um, I love that Paramount's over there. I love that Raleigh Studios is where, where you are. It's like, you can fucking walk. Yeah. Um, Faith Soloway, who, Faith and Jill Soloway does Transparent, which is that Amazon show. Yep. And Faith has stayed here. I've been on her phone. And she stayed here. And they film at Paramount. Oh, perfect. So she just fucking walks over to oh, work. That's great. She walks to work. But Paramount's over here. You've got Larchmont Village over here. You've got, you know, there's like the buildings over here. It isn't New York, but it certainly is urban. Yeah. And to be able to walk to somewhere, which I don't know if that's important to you. Um. I wouldn't put it in the top priorities, right. but it's a great thing when it happens. It's like, a what? Get this part? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. What? what? Cake? cake? There are some people that don't like cake. Uh, who? Who? I know. I did, a, I did a workshop once with some corporate people, and the thing was, uh, get up and move when if somebody says, I like cake, and if you don't, then don't move. It's like, I, uh, I like my gym shoes. Right. If you like your gym shoes, get up and sit in another chair. And one went, I like cake. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You like cake. He's like, don't like cake. You will like cake. You will like Eat cake. Eat this fucking cake. <laughs> so it's also like the idea of, what happens on a birthday? You have birthday pie? That is Ooh. fucking wrong. Ooh. Birthday pie? No. Birthday pie? What about cupcakes? Do you hate cupcakes? Because oh, cupcakes are cake in in that cup. they shoved into cup a cup. Pie? Cup, cup pie. pie oh, I have to tell you, I was at, um, oh my God, I totally forgot about this. I was at, so I travel so much and I uh, I go to these airport lounges, mm-hmm. like the Admirals Club. I do. And, oh, you, you. Well, American Express used to let me into all of them. And right. now it don't. Well, it does to some of them because there's oh. the one, I have an American Express yeah. card and this story happened because they have this club called the Centurion Club at Miami. Oh, okay. All right. And it is awesome. Like, Fucking beautiful food, free booze, really great. I mean, it is it is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and also free massages. What? Not that I'm it's not a massage guy. At the fucking at the airport. airport. In a room that's quiet and American Expressy. Um, so they have key lime pie in like a shot glass. Have you ever seen that? No. It's really kind of cool. So it's like they put it in a shot glass and it's key lime pie. You spoon shot. it out or you... Yeah, you spoon it out. Or you could do a shot, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's a little bigger than a shot glass. Yes. Yeah. And um, so it was, at the, it was at, the, at the counter with the food and right next... So it was... There was a pitcher of chocolate syrup in a, and I'm not sure what it was for. I was going, oh, key lime pie, maybe chocolate <laughs> I like chocolate so um, I poured it into the key lime pie sure I ate my lunch and then I, I dug in and it was uh, balsamic vinaigrette <laughs> oh man oh. It, I took a big uh, <laughs> I don't know that key lime pie has ever been topped with balsamic, <laughs> balsamic vinaigrette 
Red. I did a, a, a similar but different thing in that you know how um, coconut water comes in a a um, paper like square. A carton. Yeah, I was into coconut yeah. water. I, I just I, I, all I wanted to drink was coconut water. Got it. And I come in from a jog. I'm like, oh, oh. Put it back. It was uh, chicken broth, <laughs> which also comes <laughs> in a paper box. And I, I put a cup of paper of chicken broth in my throat. Thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just blah, just all over the fridge, in the fridge. And, oh, man. Oh and chicken broth is concentrated, isn't it? Yeah, it's just salty and chickeny and just... Not what you want. <laughs> Not what you want. Not what you want. That's the worst slogan ever. <laughs> Chicken broth. It's not what you want. <laughs> it's true of anything. Uh, <laughs> no matter what you put, it's like, ah, yeah. uh, broth is not what you want. <laughs> oh, that surprise. My, my girlfriend doesn't, she, she drinks a little now, but, you know, I drink vodka on the rocks. Mm -hmm. No fruit. So I'll have a glass of water. You know, it's, I'm not hiding it. She knows. And she'll come in and go, oh, my God, I'm just so thirsty. And she drank it down. Fucking shock to the system. A shock oh, yeah. to the system. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because you go, I have expectations. And, and this was not coconut water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is not what I want. Yeah. It's clearly not what I want. She just started drinking. She, was, um, she, she went to a nutritionist who helped her uh, overcome a, uh, an allergy to alcohol. What? So yeah, so she's 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 thirty one. She's young. Her birthday's coming up. She's going to be thirty two on her next birthday. But she didn't really drink. And I had a first glass of wine with her. Crazy. I don't. Under so she changed her diet, which then she made changed her, her diet. She went to a nutritionist who gave her hoo ha and magic potions. And Wait, da -da -da -da. he gave her hoo ha. I don't know if that's probably a licensed nutritionist yeah, giving out hoo ha. You don't know that. I mean, I think you don't know that. It could be a homeopathic who's just a, and. And hoo ha is not easy to get. <laughs> it's not that it's not easy to get a hoo ha. The yeah. hoo ha, I, I can't take homeopath like that thing. I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I don't buy into, like homeopathic spirituality, any of that stuff. I I don't know about the spirituality thing because I think that you're spiritual, but I I, I don't think that you do that in a you don't wear it on your sleeve well, because you know I don't know how we do what it is that we do if we don't have that and I'm not talking about lighting sage yeah, and maybe yeah, that's yeah. what you're looking at like that sort of thing. It's all semantics. I mean, if you if you boil it down, well, do you think this? Well, yeah, and then you go, oh, we we agree. But it's it's the it's the pop culture idea of spirituality. Absolutely, it's that mountaintop of a guy sitting up there and going yeah. to do that. Were you, were you raised uh, raised Catholic for you, twelve years? Yeah, raised Catholic for twelve years. What does oh, yeah. that mean? That means uh, second grade through high school. Oh, I see. And then what happened? Uh, and then I have like, wait, I don't have to go to church anymore. <laughs> Got it. So, uh, That's what happened to a lot of Jews who's like, but yeah. not with church, but with. Uh, where they go, um, I don't, I don't, oh, I had my bar mitzvah? Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore? Oh, I want not to do that anymore. I don't have to, yeah. But you were lucky in that your folks didn't go, yeah, you are. You're going to church. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And do you guys do church? We don't. We don't. Um, the school the kids go to is uh, very religious light. It's almost a joke in how religious light it is. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, there's a chapel attached to the school that's part of a part of a church, but mm -hmm. the school's not part of the church. And they'll still go to this chapel every Friday, and they have this prayer that kind of goes, everything is good, be nice, 
things are great. It's, just like, it's so unspecific that it's hilarious. <laughs> it sounds like a religion, what religion started out being. Yeah. And then people are like, you know what, we need candles. No, no, no we need we, to, to control people. Exactly. Then, yeah. Right. And you know what? The way to do that is by scaring them. Scaring them. This is scare them. Candles and free hoo-ha. That's yeah, right. Free hoo-ha. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the reasons that I went to, uh, to Hebrew school was to get to meet girls and get hoo-ha. Yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. Are you religious now? Do no, you? no, no. I went to uh, fourth grade through senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I went to, I was bar mitzvahed, and I still went because of the spiritual part, not because of the religious part. Gotcha. And I love the idea of looking at it from a psychological point of view or a sociological point of view. Uh, 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 and uh, um, what I love about Judaism is there's a deeper spirituality to it. Yeah. And I think that that totally has, has made me the teacher that I am mm-hmm. and to be able to connect with people on a, on a different level because of that. But the Judaism that, I was, that my family is part of was never guilt. I was yeah. just talking about that. Like that fucking guilt thing. We a lot thing. of that stuff. My dad told me in fourth grade, I got three younger brothers, um, I was mean to one of them, so that's a sin. So you have to go to uh, confession and confess your sins weekly. And you have to do this before you have the Eucharist, which is the body of Christ that you're eating every Sunday. So, so I, you, have to be, you have to be pure to take in... To take in the Christ wafer. Um, I did not go to com- confession, and I went and had the wafer anyway. And my dad told me, well, that's a mortal sin. Mortal. Mortal. A mortal mortal sin, by definition, is a sin that cannot be forgiven. And at that point, you are damned to hell. Wow. Did he, and did he later laugh about it? No. No, he was, (laughs) he was really into it. He was really into the whole Catholic thing. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure how after that I kept going to church thinking, well, it's over. Well, I should just go shoot some people. That's really an interesting thing, too, to go, as long as it's over... Then yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <clears throat> terrific. Yeah. I feel terrific about that. Yeah. I feel like so many of my students, one of the things that, I, that, that, that I watch them release when I go, is like, there's seven, they're, they're the deadly sins, but a couple of them you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, if the, like, what's it, humble or don't brag or one of those? Uh, <clears throat> yes. Uh, there's the sin of, the I sin of that. About. Yes. And I tell my students, fuck that. Yeah. If, you are, if you do something that you love, think about it. Talk about it. Yeah. Because you're, you've got to be your biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And you are also, particularly if, in the business that we do, you are also um, your best teacher. And if you do something that you love to do, remind yourself that you've done that. And when you remind yourself that you've done that, you've just taken a step up, yeah. and you become uh, you, you've added a com- you've added a ring of confidence to Absolutely. yourself. Yeah. And so when I hear people, everybody gets to do what they want to do, but I just feel like uh, religion is so much the problem. So often, and particularly what we're going through right now, so much much of it has to do with the Bible says that, and the Bible says that, and the Bible says that. It's like, can we let it go? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, let it go. I get to do that. People, I mean, <clears throat> that have a personal relationship with whatever God that they, I mean, that's that's great. That's what it should be. Um, the the control aspect and the everything else about. It's know. personal, though. Yeah. What you're saying is it's personal. Personal, yeah. And so much of what we do. I love what I do. I would not change it for the fucking world. Yeah, I love it. 
it's personal. Yeah. And if you come in, if you want to say, but you don't really have a job, yeah. I will go, you're right. <laughs> I don't really have a job. Yeah. But I do make a living and I make a good living and I fucking love what I do. And you get to see all kinds of places and do all right. kinds of, yeah. It's, yeah and, it you all, and, and you also, I mean, my God, when I think about like, the things that you and Wayne do on the road and and when I look at um, Colin and um, I'm spacing Brad name. Brad when I look at what Colin and Brad do and I'm looking at that going fuckers you you were you you were on stage with with Bush and those guys I mean <laughs> like look at the fucking world that we got in because yeah. we said yes this is going to be my living yeah. and to dedicate yourself to that yeah you're right. And then what, what those guys also did was, for, for other people, they look at it and they go, oh, I can make a living at that? What? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's strange how it seems like, maybe it's, maybe it's an illusion. I don't know. You, you tell me what you think. It seems like that improv is so much bigger now and just so, but, but I mean, think about it. They're, they're, people were doing it in the 60s and 70s. Is it just our... Is it way, it seems like instead of acting classes in Los Angeles, everyone's taking an improv class. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Is that it, in my mind? Or is that in a No, Jonathan, it's absolutely true. Okay, so it, it is bigger. True. Improv I is mean, bigger now. Well, I mean, look. I, this is where I've been this year. Right. I've been to Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra. I've been to, uh, that's Australia. Yeah. Wellington, uh, Nelson, and Auckland, New Zealand. You're just making up cities. Now. Right. Wouldn't, wouldn't know. But, th but there's thriving, like thriving. I've been so, to okay. Galway. Bel I've been Belfast and Dublin. I'm going to Würzburg, Germany. Going to Marburg, Germany. I'm going to Berlin. Uh, but I'm also going to nice. Edinburgh, Scotland. And going, like, look at the fucking... Okay. I just came back from Miami. Right. Where they have three different strong fucking thriving groups. Really? Wow. So when... You know, and you look at SAC in Orlando, and there's got to be a, a sub. Uh, there's got to be other groups that are in Orlando. Forgive uh -huh. me if I don't know them right now, but mm -hmm. to look at it and go, it's crazy, man. Yeah, okay. And it also is this applied improv network thing where people are taking what it is that we're doing and using it for things that you don't even have any idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it is about letting, like, what what are the skills that we get from this? It's funny you mention that because a lot, a lot for me it was just the improv. It's it's the improv doing comedy on stage, and it's that, and it's I'm on a focus. That just that, just that, just that, and people come in and they disappear out of the periphery, and and then I you know I I hit what my goal was was to get on whose line, and then I you know cheer and hey, and I look around and I see Jason Weiner has gone from improv to then creating and selling shows. Dan Harmon is now community, and I'm just like oh, there are other ways to use it. <laughs> totally. I totally understand. I totally understand everything you're talking about. Yeah. You're going, here I am on stage, and what? You've Wait, got a show and network, Jason. What do yeah. you, the biggest show? It's like, fucking, like, and. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a tool. It's right. a tool. Right, and that's the thing. I thought the hammer is what you walked around and showed to people. You actually use it to put nails in wood and make a house. You don't just show people the hammer and say, look at my shiny hammer. Oops. <laughs> But it is true. Yeah. That's really, really true. Yeah. And how many people that we know, and, and how about those people that we were talking about earlier, who've gone on, who've left? Yeah. We don't know where the fuck, what it is that they're doing in their town. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, there is that feeling of like uh, uh, it's exploded. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't sure if that was in my mind or if that was real. No, no. I mean, you look at UCB has has two locations yeah. here. Um, IO has two locations. They've just they've, they've huge. Second City in Chicago, I think, has seven thousand students. Like what? Wow. What? I don't know. Could be less. Um, but uh, again, I travel the world because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you travel yeah. because of that. Yeah. And people line up and they pay for it. They do. And. No, you're right. You're right. It is shocking. It's always shocking to me. And it's always shocking to me when people go, oh, I really, I listened to that thing or I saw you or my mom saw you or you took classes with blah, blah. I'm like, oh, fuck, right. I've been doing this since 1984. 1984. Yeah. 1984. I, I was actually in Chicago, <clears throat> not this recent trip, a couple of years ago, and I saw your picture up on the wall at the Second City. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that they did. Oh, I didn't know. And right. There's like a, a super handsome Fred Willard. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Look, Fred's a super handsome young guy here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But super handsome Del Close. And it's like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and it goes, yeah, yeah. super handsome Del Close. Going, yeah. wow, super handsome Del Close. Yeah. I don't know that anybody would put that together any, <laughs> any time now at yeah. all. Yeah. And, and all those people have become so iconic that people don't even know. You might as well say Abraham or Moses when you're talking about Del. Oh, because yeah. there are people that fucking don't know who that guy is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not that it matters, because I think that he would go, he, you know, essentially we're the Pied Piper of, you know, just going, uh, not the Pied Piper, uh, Johnny, App- Johnny Appleseed, Pied Piper. No, we're that too. Johnny Appleseed going, here's this, do what you want. Here's this, do what you want. Here's this, do what you want. Yeah. But that made a giant difference. I mean, even at the point where there's pro- there are gigs that you won't do. <laughs> there are enough gigs, like right now, where you go, not going to do that gig. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to do that gig. Um, God bless. What's your worst gig? Improv gig? Yeah. It's always a bought out house. Um, oh, yeah. It's always a bought out like house. Like a corporate show? A corporate mean? show. Yeah. A corporate show where uh, we did one with Stacy's Not Here. I don't know if you remember those guys. I do. Peter Moretta, yeah, Pete Gardner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a show in Palm Springs or Palm Desert. Oh, the richer they are, the worse they oh, are. Oh, fucking <laughs> awful. And we used to do, at Second City, they would buy out houses with like the, the Temple Bethel Sisterhood and we call it Jews Against Comedy Tour. Um, <laughs> but it was like these people just had a fucking creamy meal. Oh, yeah. They were out all day on the golf course. They're fucking loaded yeah. and we're going to do some make ups Yeah. Yeah. To act. Not to mention the seminars they've sat through between 8 and 12.30 and the... Uh, breakout sessions oh boy oh boy yeah. oh boy and you go I'm not going to do that anymore yeah but we did it for $250 yeah and people are going $250 hmm, hey man it's $250 yeah that's 40 hours of work at minimum wage or something like that right I mean it's uh, oh yeah 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 40 hours of work back then 40 back then. but here's the thing how much so you leave today you leave here and you go to Raleigh and yeah. you work till when um, I work from, I have to be there at 11, and I believe usually around 6.30. Okay. All right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday, right? Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Right. For four months. Yeah. For four months. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's no 40-hour work week. Nope. Jonathan, a 40-hour work week. I mean, my God. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not. I, 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 and when I say I'm not going to do that, what I really mean is if I have to do that, I'm going to do that. But at the same time, and sometimes I look at people that do have to work more, like some of the crew there has to get—they have to get there super early. They have to camera block the whole show before we even show up. And um, but you and I, and people that do what we do, we 
took a risk doing what we did. We gambled a lot by saying, I'm going to be a performer. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so when we get these great gigs where we don't have to work for you, we get to travel the world, that is a, that's winning the bet. But we, had, we pushed a lot in. You know what I mean? We weren't safe. I mean, you and I could have gone into the corporate world and just had a job, and it might, probably would have been easier to do than what we're doing now. But we, we, by choosing this, I think we gambled quite a bit. I don't know if you disagree with that. Oh, no, no, I totally, I totally, uh, but, uh, but I don't think of it as gambling when I was in the middle of doing it. Yeah, well, no, of course not. Yeah, yeah but I, uh, this is but, in hindsight. But, but it's also looking, other people looking at us and seeing that's what we did. It's like, you really took a gamble. You're lucky it paid off. And it's like, yeah, I never thought of it as luck. I thought of it as, oh, there's a shiny object. I'm going to chase that shiny object. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. another shiny object that led, that, that's leading me to another shiny object. And I'm just going to follow that. Yeah. Um, because really, if you look at it, you know, uh, again, I'm going back to the the Republican debates. If you were an employee at Hewlett Packard while Carla Fiorina mm -hmm. was there, um, you thought you had a cush job. Yeah. And then where you go, 29,000 people lost their job. Yeah. 29,000 people. Whatever your politics is, that's a big, oh, yeah. like you thought you had it. Mm-hmm. Silicon Valley, I would imagine. And you bought your house in Silicon Valley or San Francisco. And it's like... Uh, <laughs> I just got my e-pink slip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, so I don't look at it. I never saw it as a, as a gamble because, to be honest with you, I never, I never, I never felt comfortable doing anything else. I guess it's, I'm, I'm looking at it from the point of view of people that go, sometimes will say, it's not fair that you get this cush job or that you get to try. It's not, he's hardly working. It's, he's working 12 hours a week. That's not, it's like, well, no, that's, we put a lot in, in up front. We, there, there was risk. So that, that's what I mean. By oh, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. And I'm not, and, and so for me, I'm not saying that you feel that way because I don't know that you no, feel no, no, that way. No. Um, but I am thinking that, yes, indeed, yeah. indeed. Um, and I also, but I also never felt that like I was paying my dues. No, yeah, I never <laughs> felt never felt that way either because it was fun we were having fun we were having fun yeah. and we were around people who were just fucking inspiring people yeah. so not only was I having fun but I was thinking this is making me a better person yeah yeah and a lot of the people that I look at and go oh oh you're here in order to get the gold ring and I'm looking at you going you're here to get the gold ring good luck you'll probably get it but you're going to be really alone looking at your gold ring and yeah. You're going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Um, you just want to go here. Here's a gold ring. Right, exactly. Go. Hey, yeah. right. No one's here. Here's a gold ring. Here's a gold ring. But this isn't how I want to get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. I must leave a path of destruction. <laughs> exactly. Where's the fire? <laughs> yeah. Where's the pillaging? <laughs> there had to be pillaging. Um, what was the slogan? That's not what I want? Uh, oh, that's... <laughs> I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like <laughs> too old to Wait, remember. That's not, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. Was it? That's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. But somebody gives you a gold ring. It's like, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And when you got your who's line and all that, you go, okay. Yeah. And then you look at other people going, wait a minute. They're on their journey? They're on their path? Yeah. My path, what? Yeah. And then you look at Wayne. Mm -hmm. And that fucking path. Yeah. I mean, there's how many... I mean, he doesn't have one path. He's, I mean, he's, he's, in, he's so insanely talented. And I'm not just saying that. He's, it's just like, I mean, to be able to, you know, 
we know improv comedy singers who can come up with some great rhymes and stuff, but to sound as good, if not better, than the professionals on the radio and do impressions and dance, like, it's just like, it's freakish. It's freakish. He's like Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how, how talented he is. And, uh, and, and, yeah. and not, and again, that idea of you, he gets to be that. And I can't, no compare. No, but there's, there's no sense in, it's just like, that's a, you know, I've, I've never felt compare and despair with Wayne. It's just like, he's, that's amazing. That's, that's not what I do. It's not what I want to do. And I'm glad to see him being the best at it. That's the, that's a huge thing. That's not what I do. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, because I look at all the people that, I, that we know that are really fucking successful, and that is a great thing. That's not what I do, and that's not what I want to do. Yeah. And yet they're doing it, and it's like, that's fucking great. Yeah. I have no desire to be a talk show host, I, the late show talk show host. Yeah. I have no desire to do that. Yeah. I have no desire to, to also have done what he did for nine or ten seasons of be a bullshit character. Yeah. Well, look at that. That's not what I do. Yeah. <clears throat> and true. also, can Wayne go out and just be? Or is he constantly people coming up to him? Um, it's tough. He gets, he, he'll, he'll get, um, it's easier in L.A., I think, when I've, and, you know, not to speak for him, but when I've been around him in Los Angeles, you know, L.A.'s a little more cool. They're like, oh, that's Wayne. And then, yeah, right. But, you know, we go on tour somewhere and he wants to go to the mall and then it's just look out. Oh, yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell said, I said, you can't go to the, you can't fucking go out because I can go out all the time. But here. Yeah. Yeah. Because if he goes in, if he's in Wyattville, Kansas, let's just say there's a place called that. Um, you know. <laughs> I knew you were making up cities. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where is Auckland. It? Like Auckland. that's a place. Yeah. Right. Auckland. Um, he can't, I don't, th- I think people go, what the fuck is Steve Carell? Hey, what are you doing here, brother? Yeah. I was like, oh, no. He, uh, no. he lives down the street. And around the corner from me, and um, oh, he does. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. in Tuluka Lake. Lake. His, yeah, his house is the coolest house I've ever. I've never oh. even seen the inside. Just the outside is like. I mean, I saw it being built, and I'm like, this is so beautiful. Oh fuck, that's so great. God. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. I love what's happening to him. Yeah, I love what he does. And again, like I look at him, and it's like I'm like, that's my friend. Yeah, that's my friend. Yeah, you know, even though we don't talk or anything anymore. If I needed to, you know, when he was when he was nominated for an Academy Award, I texted him saying, "Congratulations!" He's like, "Thank you so much." He's like, "That's my connection. That's all. Just know that I'm thinking about yeah. you." You know, that's really good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely, man. It was a blast. Yeah, that was to you. really fun. That was great. That's not what I do. That's not what I want to do. And I'm glad to see him being the best at it. That's Jonathan's attitude towards Wayne Brady. What a talent. And what a talent that Jonathan Mangum is. Woo, that's the respect and admiration we all love to hear from a friend. Thank you, Jonathan Mangum. ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski also thanks Laura Parker, my co-producer. My dear friend, musician extraordinaire Al Rose for our theme song, I Feel Like a Million Dollars, from Al's album Sad Go Lucky. And we thank you, our listeners. If you liked our show, give us a positive note on iTunes, won't you? If you're interested in having me at your theater, your improv school, corporate event, having me fly your corporate jet, please drop me a line at dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears. 